Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Failure is part of life. But how many people have a failure and rejection management plan? I would guess very few. In today's episode, Stephen and I will help you examine failure from a new perspective and give you some practical principles for managing failure and rejection in hopeful ways. So for helpful resources on your transformation journey, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. Would you please rate and review the podcast after you listen to it? Because this helps others to find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries, and Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now let's dive into today's hopeful conversation. All right, Stephen Cervantes, we are back again. How are you doing? I am blessed and glad to be here. Thank you. Good. Yeah, so, Stephen, um, failure is a part of life, right? You got it. We don't always succeed. We make mistakes. We stumble. Um, Sometimes those are accidental. Many times they're willful. But today, we're going to try to help our listeners to think through Having a failure and rejection management plan. Oh, who's ever said that on a podcast? <laughs> you might be the first on the planet to have ever said that. Did you know that firsts happened right here at Be Broken? <laughs> and that was a first. There we go. Say it again. A failure and rejection management plan. And if you think about it, yeah, you know, um, we failure is a part of life, right? So mm-hmm. it really is. And yet, how many times... Do we either ignore that, deny it, um, try to mask it, cover it over, but not face it head on and say, what would it look like if when it came to the issues of failure and rejection in my life, Uh, I actually had a plan? Those are deep hurts. They make me hurt when you say failure and you look at me, failure and rejection. (laughs) Then you look, management plan. It just hurts. Who wants to be a failure? Yeah, the words, even the words kind of bring up stuff. Yeah, you got it. So I hate failing. And I've been I've been on this mission my whole life to try to figure out why do I hate failing? So I'm gonna explain to you. Guess what? Here's another first to be broken. You might want to write this down. It is really good. So why do we hate failure? Because failure can mean rejection. Mm. Right? If I say you loser, then I may turn my back. Wait a minute. I'm I'm go- I'm jumping ahead. Failure can lead to rejection, meaning you're damaged. Mm-hmm. Rejection can lead to abandonment. I will walk away from you. Mm-hmm. And you'll be alone. And remember as kids, you want to be in the group? 
Or you'll be alone. Please pick me for the team. Yeah, pick me for the exactly. Team. Yeah. You'll be the kid sitting eating lunch by himself. See, this these are all set up in childhood. Absolutely. So, so I hate failing because then you might reject me and call me a defect. Then you may walk away from me and then go over there and laugh with the other kids at me, and I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it seems like I'm not okay because all of you guys have a friendship. I'm alone and I'm not okay. That's really good. And I I love the fact that you've, you know, reminded us that these things are rooted deeply in our yes. in our childhood. Yes. Because and and it's also something that I think points to the fact that this is hardwired into us as yeah. human beings. You did not have to be taught as a child to mm. not want to be alone. Think about it. Yeah. You automatically because we're made, you're saying. Because we are designed by God for community in His image, and fellowship for community. Yeah. And so the idea is, you, you never had to be told. Like your parents never had to come to you and say, "Now, Stephen, listen, um, it's it's not good to be alone. You know, you're gonna you're gonna probably have feelings of of not wanting to be alone, and you want to be included. You want to belong. Nobody had to tell you that. Right. It's part of being a human being. Well, and, so, and what you're saying is it's spiritual. Absolutely, and yeah. it's physical, almost in your DNA, and mm-hmm. it's emotional. You want to hit me hard on multiple levels. This is the one thing that does. Yeah, and I love the way that you have strung that together. Where the ultimate, uh, the ultimate fear that we have is being alone, right? Yeah. But that how that's tied to rejection, and then that's tied to failure. Yeah, and so I, I think and abandonment. Yeah, right. That's the alone piece to be right. all abandoned, turned away from, left alone. So that's, I think that's a that gives a a beautiful definition of like why do we feel fear failure? Yes, because we don't want to be alone. We don't want to be abandoned. That's exactly right. And so it's like I've had to play it out in my head, talk to God about this. Why is failure so scary? Because then they can brand you defective. Walk away Discard from you. Yeah. You're alone. Nobody wants to be your friend. And alone is like chaos a lot of the time. Have you noticed that? We should do a podcast on alone. Because, man, chaos. I'm alone. What's wrong with me? I don't have any friends. They have friends. I don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. We spin mm-hmm. out of control. Well, we, so, get, we get very delusional in our thinking alone because we're not having those ideas bouncing off other people and getting feedback and saying, you know, that's kind of off or that's a little bit strange or whatever. So what if we had a failure and rejection management plan? Because I've been thinking about this and I think, I know I failed at least a thousand times. No, I'm an old guy. <laughs> I failed 10,000 times. I don't know, is that a big enough number? You think about every time oh my goodness. in your lifetime you failed. There's a point at which you just, you can't count. No, no. We're up to 100,000 times. And I'll tell you, and it'll make sense in a minute why that number is so big here. Um, I know failure because bosses have told me I'm doing a bad job. My wife, our our wives tell us, our friends tell us, our kids will even tell us, hey, Dad, (laughs) you didn't do that, Dad, you know, that you have failed. Our neighbors tell us that, you know. It's funny because my neighbor had his fence painted. It was just stained, but it was an air gun was used. And there was this really intense little artwork, uh, lattice work. And so they did two and three passings with the spray gun. And then they left. And that paint, the extra painted areas, ran down. 
And so when I look at my neighbor's fence, I see somebody failed Mm -hmm. to go back and pick up the excess. And so it's on his fence. Underneath the lattice is all these drippings (laughs) that dried. And you can see failure. So I kind of laugh at that. But failure is all around us. Imperfection is all around us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, even when I think I did a good job... I didn't do that great a job, and I failed. And so failure is close to us. It's part of our humanity. If you don't fail, you don't grow. Try as hard as you can. You're still going to fail. Yeah. Well, um, now that we've gotten the positive part of the (laughs) podcast out of the way, (laughs) no, when you said that about how sometimes you can think that you've passed, you've even failed, it makes me think of, um, you know, the worst uh, grades I ever got in my entire academic career was in an art appreciation class in college. <laughs> oh, no. And I would have never thought that an art appreciation class would be the class. You know, I would have thought, man, all the maths that I'm taking and all these other kind of things. But I'm telling you what, every single time I took a test in that class, I thought I nailed it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I thought I got a hundred oh, on I did this. And then it would come back and there's just red everywhere. <laughs> on, and it's like, oh my goodness. How? And so sometimes... You know, we might think we have an aptitude towards something. We realize we're not even close. We're not even in the ballpark. And so, so another way that I can think about that is how many times are our children today even being told, you can be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do. And then what happens when that uh, slight of build you know, middle schooler wants to be the middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears. And it's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's not going to happen. It's you know? too funny. <clears throat> One summer I read this book when I was high school. It said, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. I spent the whole summer thinking <laughs> and I did not grow rich. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's my version of your story. Anyway, I hate failing. I hate losing. I hate messing up. I hate not doing it right. I hate being wrong. I hate looking bad. And I hate somebody else telling me I messed up. Mm -hmm. Because I hate falling short, disappointing you. I hate failing because failing leads to rejection. Mm -hmm. I hate failing. Yeah, and you know, um, (sighs) rejection can come in a lot of different ways, right? I think sometimes when we think of rejection, we think of it in maybe the most extreme ways, like, you know, I don't want to ever talk to you again, like very verbal, very, but sometimes rejection can come in very subtle ways and, and it can be, Hey, not being invited to that party or not being picked on the team or not being, you know, not being chosen for something, um, uh, not getting the. Um, the promotion that really was due to you, but it went to somebody, you know, just things like that. And sometimes um, I think we don't realize how how strongly that fear of failure, because it's tied to rejection, drives us then to do all kinds of things to try to present ourselves as something that we're not, right? Because yes, then yes. if I say- We'll it, oversell ourselves. Like when you right? say, I hate failing, I hate getting it wrong, I hate doing all this, how many times will that then maybe drive us to compromise on issues of integrity because we're like, okay, I've got to I've got to show my, my boss that I can do this. Okay, I can't do that. So I'm going to cut a corner here so that it looks like I can do that. You know, so right. then it's a slippery slope of now my integrity is being questioned because now I'm now I'm having an issue of character 
So it's kind of like there's a domino effect that can happen just from this fear of failure because because we are so hardwired to not want to be rejected because mm-hmm. we know intuitively we belong in community. We belong. We need to have a place to belong. That's it. So I hate hearing two words. <laughs> Did you? Did you? Did you remember to pick up the bread on the way home? Did Did you take out the trash? Oh, well, did you make a plan for our trip? Did Did you save money for a crisis like this? Did Did you? Did you? Those two words, just like <gasps> failure, I just <laughs> pointed out. Did you? Because it comes with passion, intensity, and a finger. Did you, Jonathan? Mm. Did you? You know, did you get up early? Did you finish what you started yesterday? Did you? Mm. Did you clean your car? Is it still dirty? Did you? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. Because a lot of times what does come with that question and with those words is um, an underlying shaming message, mm. right? Because the almost on the uh, mm-hmm. almost on the backside of that is the assumption: if you didn't, you didn't measure up. You didn't fulfill the obligation. Right. You failed, right? I mean, that's basically what it means. <laughs> and really, you're finishing. Did you fail again? Mm-hmm. Did you fail again? You know what a loser you are. I, mean, I have to tell you, you. <laughs> oh gosh. So when <clears throat> when uh, failure is triggered, there's a biological response. Mm-hmm. You get an anxious feeling. You get nervous. Your stomach churns. You get uncomfortable. You sweat. Yeah, mm-hmm. you sweat exactly. Your body, your your heart starts racing. Your stomach churns. There's something in your chest that starts to happen. And so there's a biological piece to it because it's scary, it's painful, and we're warning we're about to be rejected. You understand? Get ready. You're going to be discarded, called effective and discarded. Get ready. It's coming. <laughs> so, But look, the reality is we're stressed. And I'm reading this book about depression, this guy says, everybody I know is stressed. There's more to do. And whether you're laying around watching movies and not doing it, that's a different matter, but there's more to do. And he says, when you have enough, take some extra hits on top of already being stressed, mm-hmm. then you your biology drops and you get depressed. We're already stressed. Now think about this. There's already too much to do than you can do. Did you do your yard work, Jonathan? Have you dusted the house lately? Mm-hmm. Is all the laundry done? Right? Is your banking, is everything in order? Have you checked all your numbers lately? Are you getting ready for the future? <laughs> and you know, winter's coming. Are you prepared for winter? There could be another disaster. Do you have a few emergency supplies set up? Mm-hmm. Have you done everything you can do for your health, for your faith, right? For your marriage, for your children? Have you done everything you can do? Right, yeah, and th- just hearing that list, I feel overwhelmed over here. Mm. I'm feeling my stomach start to churn and just feeling the stress of that. And that's how we live, mm-hmm. under stress all the time. Yeah, and um, now, listeners, you're probably thinking, I thought you guys were going to give a plan. We're getting there. We're getting <laughs> there. We're, we're kind of laying the foundation so, <laughs> yes. that you, so that you actually understand in no uncertain terms that we need a plan because the reality is, is I think everybody to this point is going – I can totally relate with that. 
I don't like those two words, did you? Uh, I, I can feel the stress in my body. Mm. Maybe even some of you are having Ill, you know, illness issues because of the amount of stress and mm. the fear and the anxiety that all comes with that. So, um, But we're getting there. We're going to yes. get to the plan portion two more in points, just a second. And then we'll yeah. be there. So the truth is we're all falling short and doing stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. We don't... Yeah, I think it's important for us to just acknowledge. Can we just collectively take a sigh and say, none of us measure up? We're going to fall okay? short. That's we, right. We That's don't right. always do the right thing. We don't always make well, the right choice. Well, what do you mean I'm going to do something wrong today? Well, no, I'm, I'm, I do good. I always do good. I'm a good person. Okay. Did you brush your teeth well? You understand you have to clean near the gum line. Not, mm-hmm. just, not just brush your teeth. You have to clean each tooth and the gum line of each tooth. Okay, then you have to floss hmm. and make sure you diet well, meaning make good food choices today. And, and we need to exercise three and four times a week, right? Eat lots, what is it, eight or 10 servings of fruits and vegetables today. Okay, and did you read your Bible? Did you quiet yourself and have quiet time and pray? I mean, you understand, we're all falling short every day. It's just the reality of of how we're living. We're doing the best we can. We're trying to keep up. And, and one thing I want to say about that to really drive this home, because, you know, uh, it's easy for us to look at, at God's standards. You know, when we look at God's standards of, of, you know, who he's called us to be and the laws that he's given, and and even Jesus, then when he comes along and says, you know, oh, you think the it was only about, you know, not committing murder, but I say if you have hatred in your heart, you've already committed murder. It's easy for us to look at God's laws and say, oh, man, clearly I understand I don't measure up. Yeah. But you know what? I would challenge every single person who's listening to this, ask yourself, can you even measure up to your own standards? And the reality is, is we'll even fall short there. Yeah, that's good. So the, for the person who says, I brushed my teeth perfectly. Oh, really? There's a point at which you go, you know what? I, I missed today. Yeah. And so uh, th- we're not saying this so that now we just you know pile on with even more depression and anxiety and all that. What we're trying to establish is every single one of us is very acquainted with failure. So why don't we actually um, em- embrace that in a way? And not in a sense that let's say, hey, let's keep failing. Let's keep trying to, mm. you know, screw up. Well, but just to, re- just to reiterate the idea that this is part of our human journey. It's true. And the, the, more, the, the sooner that we can get to this point where we admit, hey, I'm very acquainted with failure, I think the sooner we can get to a place where we understand the need for having a plan for that and then yes. actually learning how to embrace that. Right. And the goal would be to hold your rest, mm-hmm. right? Peace and patience and rest, right? And being able to to allow your spiritual resources and tools and gifting to help you yeah. in a fallen, broken, struggling... Yeah, because if, if we reject or deny the reality that we are extremely acquainted with failure, I don't think we'll ever understand grace. Ooh. We won't understand it because we'll still be trying to think, hey, I can earn it. I, I can I can just buck That's up true. and be you know the best person I can be. And it's like, no, at some point, you have to fully just open your arms and say... I'm a complete and total failure. I'm, I fall short of the glory of God. Lord, have mercy. Amen. That's where you have to get to. And, and so in some ways, the sooner that you can re- respond, if I can put it this way, positively to yeah. what we're talking about regarding failure, yeah. I think the sooner you can then learn That's what it is right. to experience grace. you can grace. face it, you're saying, and realize mm-hmm. it's going to happen and that we do it all the time. And the, 
and that were covered. God already mm-hmm. gave a provision for that. He loves us in our mess. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves us. So, so my last point before we go to the plan is, if you're going to be my friend, help build me up. Don't point out my flaws over and over and remind me. I'm a human being. I, I fail, you fail. We're humans. Only God is perfect. Mm-hmm. So walk alongside me and, and help me because you said it. I can be hard on me. The world can be critical of me. You think about all the imperfect people that look imperfect and how the world treats them and ignores mm-hmm. them. And, right? So, so be my friend and nurture me. That, that's what I need from you. So let's go into the plan. <clears throat> so first, and we have 10 steps, okay? Step one. Say out loud, I hate failing. Mm-hmm. Now, wherever you are, I want you to say it three times. John and I are going to say it three times. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's go. I, I hate, hate failing. I hate failing. I hate, I hate failing. failing. Because that will then anchor you in the moment. Oh, man, I'm getting that stomach thing, I'm sweating, breathing. Oh, I hate failing. I hate failing. I hate failing. Now, the issue is right in front of us. Mm-hmm. It's not quietly in the back. It's like, don't, oh, no. You're not you trying to ignore it. it no, or deny exactly. It. We call it out. We bring it into the light. And then I remind myself, but Jesus never failed. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm, I fail. It's pointed out. But my Savior never failed. And I belong to him. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and he defines me. Right? He defines me. Not failure defines me. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even important to remember on that second point, the, the fact that Jesus never failed and that I'm, in, I'm his, that the way the Bible even puts that, that says that, that we are in Christ. Yes. So sometimes I like to think of it as like there is just this full body embrace mm. that, I'm, that I'm totally covered That's in good. his embrace. Like there's not a single part of me that is uncovered by him. And so in, in that sense, it's kind of like, okay, even as I'm thrashing around here and I'm, I'm feeling that sense of failure yeah. and I'm, I'm realizing all my imperfections, none of that is happening outside of the embrace of Christ. Amen. So Amen. That's I good. His. I love that. Let him wrap himself around you. Because point number three is J- Jesus never condemns me. Mm-hmm. He calls me his own. His. I'm His. And that's so vital because Stephen, what have we just been talking about here? How many how many contrary messages to that are we getting through our lens of failure? Yeah. Did you? You know, I mean it's like <laughs> again. You know what? Yes. That's not the message that Jesus mm. gives to us. He it this doesn't mean that he never corrects, he doesn't discipline, but even all of that is done through this lens of saying, you know what? There's no there's no condemnation. Amen. For you, Amen. You have been Amen. absolutely set free from all of that. I love that. I have failed, but Jesus stands there and says, "You're not condemned. Mm-hmm. I don't condemn you." Number four, today I will not judge me, mm-hmm. because if Jesus will not judge me and condemn me, I'm not going to practice judging me. Right? I'm not going to call myself terrible names and beat myself up, say you're a failure, you're stupid, don't you ever learn? I'm not going to. I'm not going to participate in that. Let's let's pause there just for a second because that's something that is relatively easy to state. Yep, it's incredibly difficult to do. It, 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 and I want you to talk a little bit about that because you've been on this mission for a long time, yeah. 
And so in some ways, you've had far more practice than maybe a lot of our listeners in mm-hmm. terms of really rejecting that idea of I'm not going to I'm not going to say those those statements over me. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that you and I many years ago when we do these 40 days of purity little seminars that we would do one of the one of the lines that you would use is you would talk about driving a stake in the ground and saying no more no more hiding no more lying no more shame. Ooh. Can you talk a little bit about what that actually looks like this idea of I'm not going to speak those things over me and maybe if you've even got a few little tips for that because I think that's more difficult than sometimes we realize especially if somebody's early on in this journey of trying to reject these lies and reject the shame that comes with failure. Yeah, so maybe we need another verbal <laughs> exercise here. Because it's simple. I will not judge me. I will not condemn me, mm-hmm. right? I will not repeat shame over me, right? But for this one, because it's judgment, failure is judgment, right? Uh, shame is a, a history that's a topic that we could address, but I want to address the failure is very clear and the judgment happens right next. So, So I hate failing. So let's say three times, I will not judge. I say me. Mm -hmm. Good English is myself. But I want to punch it so it it hits my brain awkwardly. I want to really punch it. So I say me. So three times, everybody listening out loud, we're going to say it. Ready? I will not judge me. One, two, three. I I will will not not judge me. me. I will will not not judge me. me. I will not judge judge me. me. Right? Because in the back, it's you're stupid, you're dumb. And what are you going to say to the voices? I will not judge me. If Jesus doesn't judge me, I will not judge me. Right? If he mm-hmm. does not condemn me, I will not condemn me. I will not judge me. So number five is I will hold my rest. I will hold my rest. Because what's happening here? We're be- failure invites us to a new space where we flog ourselves, condemn ourselves, beat ourselves, and we get caught in this swirl. But if you say, no, I'm going to hold my rest. Mm-hmm. I will not give up my rest. I will not give up my peace. I will hold my rest. I will hold my rest. I will. Let's do it three times. Well, and I, well, what I love about that too is the imagery that I get is you're you're trying to protect territory. Yes. Like and think about it. There's a territory of your heart that is uh, your heart is meant to be at rest before God. It's meant Amen. to be at peace. Amen. Thank you. And so what yes. you're doing is you're saying, hey, listen, I'm building a boundary around here, and I said I'm going to hold this. I'm not going to let anything in here to disturb That's this beautiful. rest. And this wants to come in and mess up my day and spend me in a 30 minutes spiraling out of control and get off my path. No, I'm going to stake this ground. I'm going to hold my rest <clears throat> three times. I will hold my rest. Ready? One, two, three. I will hold my rest. I will hold my rest. I will hold my rest. Then the the sixth point is your judgment of me, I will not receive. Mm -hmm. You may say you're a loser, and I say your judgment of me, I will not receive. I will not take it into my soul. That's your humanity, judging humanity. You're not the God. Mm -hmm. So your judgment, your pronouncement of failure does not go into me. I will not take your judgment in. I will hold my rest. I'll protect myself. I will not condemn me. And your judgment may come and fall right here, but mm-hmm. it may not go into my soul and ruin my day. See, we're practicing a new set of skills Yeah. when condemnation wants to come in. And you know what's funny? I think this all the time. Okay, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You're broken humanity. And you're telling broken humanity, you, you just climbed up on God's throne and decided that you aren't broken humanity, who knows failure, and you've decided to get up on the throne and judge me as and call me a failure. 
I think it's kind of cute <laughs> that you climb, climbed up, you little guy on God's throne, and are pronouncing judgment on me because he did not do that. Mm-hmm. And I look at you and go, oh, that's kind of cute. Look what you're doing. Humanity, broken humanity is calling out broken humanity and saying, I will judge you. I will give you a name to live by. You are a failure. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Right. My Savior tells me that, what I'm worth, not broken humanity. Right. So if we can kick over to the other mindset, it helps us Mm -hmm. from the spiraling down. Well, that feeds into number seven really well. Good. Read it. Because only Jesus is my true judge, and so I'll take his judgment. And what is his judgment? Amen. He says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. So it's like, I'll receive that. Amen. Absolutely. And I won't condemn me. If he doesn't condemn me, I won't condemn me. Mm -hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, number eight, not just Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit do not condemn me. So what's nine? Number nine is so beautiful because he says that I am his beloved. Mm, Again, that idea of we are in Christ and, and, and the father looked at Jesus and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And we, we are in him. And so therefore he calls us his beloved. I'm his beloved. That's my identity, not a failure, his beloved. And think about how vital this is to what we've been talking about. What did you say? Failure, rejection, abandonment, and I'm alone. Amen. You got it. And so here's the thing. At the core of who we are, at the core of who God has designed us to be, we are meant to have a place of belonging, a community of belonging. And so what is this essentially saying as part of this plan? Remember, you do belong. You belong to him. You belong in his family. You belong in his embrace. And so it's important to remember that as we're as we're struggling through our So failure. I got to tell you, you just put it together. Failure means I'll be rejected, I'll be abandoned, I'll be alone. But I, I didn't tell you the last part about alone, the beauty of alone, is you sit in a room alone and you say, I'm all alone. And then heaven whispers, oh, no, no, it's you and I. Mm-hmm. In the quiet, the very place that used to scare you is where I'll find you and you'll find me. Mm-hmm. In the alone place. And I want to build on that theme in another podcast. So number 10, remember, the father ran to the prodigal son, meaning the son took half of the worth of the father and blew it. And in the end, he says, no, no, I know who you are. You're my son. Mm -hmm. So come home, son. And then remember the woman at the well? Jesus sent everybody. You go into town and buy supplies because you guys are all hungry. I've got a meeting here with a woman that needs to be encouraged. So everybody leave, I'm just gonna do the work I have to do. So Jesus identified himself as the Messiah to one woman that was not Jewish, Mm -hmm. and he changed her life. And she went back and it says she told the whole town. She changed the town, right? But he, he, convey to a woman whose society said you are a failure Mm. you will be alone you go there alone that's your worth we rejected you we abandoned you you're going to be alone go draw water alone and he said oh no i'll meet you in the alone place and i'll tell you incredible spiritual things so after peter denies him he says hey hey will you feed the sheep Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you denied me yeah 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 but will you feed my sheep Mm -hmm. i mean that's he knows who we are and he's He's got our imperfections covered. You get the clothes. Well, one thing I would encourage you to do as a way of even being able to to kind of tie all of this together, um, this this failure and rejection management plan, 
is take some time this week to read Romans chapter 8. Because it starts with that truth that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Mm. Jesus. It tells us that we are not judged by God because of what Christ has done for us. And it finishes by saying there's absolutely no way that you can be separated from the love of God in Jesus. And so if you want kind of a a biblical grounding for Mm. your failure and rejection management plan, make Romans chapter 8 your your go-to place. But we hope that this has been encouraging for you. We hope that this has given you insights to be able to say, I want to have a different way of responding to the messages of failure and rejection in my life. And if you'd like more help along your journey, please reach out to us. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Take care. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.